Greetings, everybody. Hey, as you know, here on Tell the Damn Story, sometimes Chris or myself go forth to interview people individually instead of the two of us coming at them at the same time. So last week, I interviewed Tony Isabella, the creator and writer for Black Lightning, DC Comics. And this week, Chris has interviewed mystery writer and ex-reporter and editor, a news reporter and editor, by the way, R.G. Belsky. So I think you're going to really enjoy this one because it reveals a little bit of both sides of the writing experience. So give a listen to Chris Ryan talking to R.G. Belsky. All right. So if I just talk here, it'll... Mm -hmm. All right. It's Chris Ryan from Tell the Damn Story, and I'm here at the Deadly Inc. Writers Conference in central New Jersey, and I'm talking to R.G. Belsky. How you been? Hey, Chris. Uh, good, good. Glad to be here. All right. So, um... The, your name is R.G. Belsky, but you're, do you write under a different name? Well, no, I write under the name R.G. My, my name is, uh, uh, actually, I go under the name Dick Belsky, and okay. uh, I was a journalist for many, many years in New York City at the Daily News and the Post and stuff under Dick Belsky. Um, but I write under the name R.G. Belsky, and uh, before you, anybody thinks that's because I'm pretentious and I like the initials, <laughs> it came about because a number of years ago I wrote a book with a female protagonist, and the publisher decided... Um, it was for the time of the internet, so people couldn't necessarily access you. Right, right. And the publisher decided, oh, that'd be a really good idea. Why don't we call you R.G. Belsky, and people won't know if you're a man or a woman. And, you know, it seemed like a pretty good idea at the time, and then the book came out, and there was my picture on the book cover. So <laughs> um, it, 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 it didn't work as an idea, but the name stuck. So I'm sure. R.G. Belsky. There That's you go. cool. <laughs> so, um... What did you cover for the Daily News and others? Uh... Uh, well, I was uh, an editor, which meant I got to let other people cover stories. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, uh, the Metropolitan Editor at the New York Post, actually, during okay. the uh, during the 70s and 80s, which was a wild time because that was, of course, Son of Sam and all, you know, Bernie Gass. Son of Sam was arrested in 1977 yesterday. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. that. So recording like, is August 11th. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I remember that day well, um, and um, and of course these were the days when I was at the Post and it was Rupert Murdoch had taken it over and we were at that point selling about a million copies a day because everybody got their news from either the newspapers or TV. Sure. Completely different than now. Uh, I then spent ten years at Star Magazine chasing celebrities, which is a kick of its own, <laughs> and. Uh, then I went on to the Daily News, where I became a managing editor, and most recently I was at uh, NBC and NBC News, uh, 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 getting into the digital side, which is the only real side, side left of, yeah. of journalism, which was pretty fun too. But um, you so, know, along the way, I write books. You know. So did you transition while you were doing all that? Um, when did the fiction start coming in? I'm, I'm not always... talking about Star Magazine. When did? <laughs> How dare you? I know. It's legitimate <laughs> it's a journalism. Reputable. It really is. Yeah, actually it is. Um, uh, no, I've been writing all my life. Uh, uh, and, you know, it, it, it actually got uh, this book that just came out, which we'll talk about in a minute, is actually my uh, 12th uh, published novel. Um, and I wrote a, I've written a bunch of them. It, you know, it takes a while sometimes before you get published. But um, I, I I'm one of those people who, uh, like at some point, like in the late 70s when I was working in a newsroom, I picked up a copy of uh, Raymond Chandler, The Big Sleep. I'd never read Raymond Chandler. And I just got like totally hooked on mysteries and Chandler and the detective. And I decided, you know, I'm going to try and write one of these. And I did, and I got 
one published and then another and another and uh, so like I say I've been writing and most of my writing has taken place while I was working full time in a newsroom which is a great inspiration how did you switch heads <laughs> uh, well I always say that the, the, the writing fiction part is fun because a newsroom you know there's a lot it's tough because you got to get facts you got to get stories you got to make sure everything's right and then I would write a book, and I'd be like, oh, I can just make all this up. So it was like almost like a release. People would say, how can you work all day in the newsroom and then write books? But um, um, And, you know, uh, Chris, you and I talked about just before we went on this. Um, it, it's also a matter of allotting time. So if you start work at uh, – if you got to leave for work at 7 in the morning – uh, you get up an hour early at four or five and spend an hour writing a day, right. and you can really you can accomplish a lot. And and of course the newsroom and you've worked in in journalism, the newsroom is really an inspiration for a writer because there's so many ideas and more than that there's so many characters in a newsroom. Oh yeah. So you get you get the color and the flavor of something that you might not get in a I don't know an insurance office or I'm just thinking of something. Yeah. Um, there's there's a wealth of material in in a in a big city newsroom. Oh yeah, and, and uh, I know some of the characters, or knew some of the characters from the da Daily News, and that's a story for another time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the other thing with journalism, I would say, is that because you have to work under the gun all the time, and because you're always thinking editorially, right. it does uh, kind of hone your skills for when you're writing fiction. Yeah, you yeah. know, You think in a more uh, um, edited way. And also because I was an editor, so I spent most of my life telling other people how to write. Uh, I think I'm a little bit more understanding when I'm working for a, an editor at a publishing house and says, well, I think this should be it. I sort of see more where they're coming from, unless, unless they're idiots, which sometimes happens. Sometimes <laughs> happens, right? But, but uh. I do think, I do think um, yeah, it, 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 it gets you in the right frame of mind for that you need – not everything you do is perfect, and that you right. need to be able to change it. And a lot of times, people will see something that you don't see, and you have to really be to be open to that, and to know when to listen to them, and on the other yeah. hand, when to stay with your own thing. Because in the end, it's your book, and you know, if somebody says, "Well, I don't like this thing, you should do this," if you don't really believe that, then why do you want to write their book? You know, right? right. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, for most edits. You're already conditioned that editing is part of the process. Yeah. Some yeah. writers take it personally. That's always a mistake. Right. But you can also assess uh, that serves the story, that doesn't serve the story, right? And that's the cardinal rule, always serving the well, story. Well, as a book writer who's written 12, 12 books, right? there's, there's, uh, there's, I find two types of editing. The one kind which I don't mind, and in fact, it is the big picture editing. Like, you know, I don't think that makes sense for that guy to be the murderer. I don't think it makes sense for to have a car chase there. You know, I think you got to set this up. That part is actually interesting. The part of editing that's kind of like root canal for me mm -hmm. is the the, the the line by line specific and that goes on before a book comes out. Right. And that's the one that you got to make sure that every name is right, that every address is right, that every fact is right. And, you know, um, Wow, that is that is the part that I do not enjoy. But you have to do it because a book, if you today on websites, if you make a mistake, you click a button and you fix it. Right. Uh, in daily newspapers, we, you know, the whole thing was always well, they're only last a day. Then you know, today's newspaper is tomorrow's, you know, word page filler or whatever. So you'd make a mistake in a newspaper and it would be gone the next day. Make a mistake in a book. It doesn't come out till 18 months, right. and then it's there forever. Yeah, forever. So, right. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I had this great argument with an editor uh, with my cop series where I tend to, in, in, in uh, interior dialogue, 
um, when the guy was making lists, he would be this, 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 right. then this, not and then. Right. And right. the other guy was a stickler. The editor was a stickler for it. Must be and then. I said yeah. he's a he's a cop. He just I makes know. lists. Know. You know, and it it's it's kind of echoes what yeah. you're talking about. And you about. get that with newsroom jargon too. Somebody right. will say, oh, they should say. And I said that's not what someone in a newsroom would say. It's like right. a cop. You know, right. it's like I know. I know what how these people sound. Right. You know, it's so. got to yeah, it's got yeah. to sound yeah. authentic. Now let's talk about uh, some of your titles. Right. Um, you have twelve. Let's talk about some of the early ones, the middle ones, and then we'll get to the latest one. Yeah, well, you know, I, I uh, I'm obviously more interested in the recent, but um, um, I wrote a series of thrillers and back in the uh, in the nineties, and then. Um, I was working really hard full time at the Daily News and then NBC until 2014 when I um, signed a deal with Simon and Schuster to write a newspaper reporter who I said at the New York Daily News, um, which I almost never do, which is set him at a real paper because then everybody there says, "Oh, is that me?" You know, right, but right, right, right. but it's a series called uh, involving a reporter named Gil Malloy, and I did uh, four titles uh, from 2014 through 2016 with him, but what I'm really most interested in now, and hopefully the, the listeners would be too, and readers, is um, uh, I have a new book out called yes, Yesterday's please. News, which came out in May. And this features a, a whole new character. It's a TV journalist named uh, Claire Carlson, and she's a TV, she's a, she's not a reporter. And, and we're back. Yeah. Um, so she, Claire Carlson is a, um, a TV executive. She runs. Uh, she's the news editor of a, uh, the news director of a TV station in New York. But she's a reporter at heart because she used to be a newspaper reporter. So she gets herself personally involved in stories. And what yesterday's news is about is, it's actually inspired in part by a by a case that uh, I remember very well covering in New York City, which was the disappearance of Ethan Pates, a uh, little six-year-old sure. boy disappeared off the streets of New York and was never seen for found for years and years and years. And uh, it's probably the most famous missing child case. And I decided I wanted to write a book about that kind of a case, a missing child case. And in the Eden Pates case, um, there was some closure a couple years ago when someone was actually finally convicted of killing him. And But in my book, there is no closure yet. And so it takes a look at you know, what, what other things could have happened to a missing child and also the impact on all the people around him. Um, and yesterday's news refers to the fact that it's an old story, but it suddenly explodes back into the headlines again uh, with my character, Claire Carlson. It's, uh, it, it's heartbreaking to say, but there are so many missing ch children's cases. So even if Eaton was more or less resolved, there's so many others. Well, yeah, and, and he know, was the first, he was the one where, um, this was 1979 it I, happened, yeah. and he was the one that kind of put a focus on it because people didn't really talk about it as much then. I believe he was one of the first that ever went on a milk carton and right. things. And so he became, sadly, the face of, you know, the tragedy of missing uh, of missing children. And, and this was a case that went on for years and years because, because you know, a missing person case is even more tragic in some ways than a murder. Because in a murder, the, the, the family and everybody, they know what happened. They can mourn. You're always left with this hope, like, well, maybe he's out there. And they would, we would be, we would chase stories 20 years later saying, oh, Ethan Pates is, he's now 26 years old. He's living on a, 
on the beach in California or he's in Nova Scotia and people would chase after him and be these things and of course none of this was true and, and uh, although they never they never did find uh, they never did find the body but they did finally convict someone of the murder right um, so this is out now yesterday's news and yeah. is there a, a follow up to there the is yeah not I'm Amazing you asked that question. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we decided. I originally wrote yesterday's news as a standalone because uh, if you read the book, you'll see that Claire is very personally involved in this story. Uh, Fifteen years ago, she had won a Pulitzer for covering it, and now she's covering it again. And you know, you you realize there's a lot more going on with her with this story. But so I wrote it originally as like just this is a book. It's not going to be a series. But uh, people like the character Claire Carlson enough uh, that they, uh, you know, my publisher said, well, like, would you do more? Um, so there will be another Claire Carlson out next uh, um, uh, May called uh, Below the Fold. And Below the Fold is sort of like a newspaper term mm -hmm. which refers to a story that's not important enough to be prominent on the front page. And, uh, you know, this is a story that isn't prominent in, in she uses it in TV because she's a newspaper person. Uh, but of course, as she digs into it, it suddenly does explode into a giant story, uh, and that'll be out next uh, next May. But the one out right now is called Yesterday's News, and uh, you know it's available it's available pretty much everywhere Amazon bookstores, uh, you know. So uh, uh, and uh, it's uh, I, I, the topic of a missing child is sounds very heavy duty, but it's actually a fun book. I mean, in terms of the character, she's a I think a pretty interesting character. Claire is based on a lot of really wild and wacky people that I met um, in journalism over the years, and I put a lot of those qualities in her. So um, I don't think, even though the, the subject matter sounds heavy, uh, the book is not. I think it. one of the things people say to me, it's, wow, that's a quick read, it's a page turner, which yeah. which is like, to me, one of the highest compliments you I can agree. get. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's a move. So, ladies and gentlemen, go uh, to Amazon, go to your local bookstore. If they don't have it on the shelf, order it. Yesterday's news, R.G. Belsky. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay.